0: And take the dreams off the shell. And yeah. go on share your gift. Yeah, your gift is a seed. You can easily be the change that we need. Keep your mind alert. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mentality Unchained. Thank you guys for joining me for our third season. Please give uh, uh, yourself a round of applause for sticking with me. I truly appreciate it because uh, without you, I would not be doing this. I only do this because I want to bring substance. I want to bring content to you guys. So thank you guys for all of my subscribers. I mean, this has uh, been a work. I love it. I appreciate it and you guys have really supported me. So I wanna thank you guys. But you know, uh, I would not have this if you wasn't subscribing, if you wasn't following me on uh, various platforms. So continue to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, um, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcasts. Just keep following me and I truly do appreciate it. So this year, uh, it's gonna be a little different. This year, I wanna start out with Talking about issues that we deal with on a daily basis, but I also want to talk to, like I like to call them, ordinary but extraordinary people—people people that uh, that I can glean to, which means I just someone I can follow, someone that has been in my life for uh, quite a bit, but. Uh, through all of this, I want to just make sure to take time to honor the people that helped me uh, pour it into me, even if they didn't think they poured into me, but they have poured into me. So uh, without further ado, welcome my first guest for the season three, Sister and Mister, or I will say it like this, Pastor Louis Malone and Sister Sharon Malone. Welcome. Thank you guys for coming in welcome. today.
1: Thank you. Thank ask, okay. Yeah. So I want to have a little fun. Right. Uh I just
0: wanna have conversation. Uh things have been serious as of last few years about uh politics, community, uh church, about all this. And we all been dealing with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh so we're gonna get into a little bit of that stuff. But first let let the people know who you are. Can you introduce yourself, Pastor?
1: Uh well Louis Malone, pastor of St. Luke Baptist Church, uh, forty two years. And, uh... <laughs> We organized 42 years ago. And uh, it's been a joy to labor in the vineyards. That's
0: awesome. Ms. Malone?
2: Praise God. Um, My name is Sharon Malone and um, uh, wife of uh, Pastor Malone for um, almost 49 years this year. Wow. Um, I've worked in the community here and Rockford is a counselor and case manager mm-hmm. at um, Janet Waddell's Mental Health Center which is now Rosecrans. Yeah. Yeah. So and taking care of my family and now enjoying our grandchildren. Oh, that's
0: awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. Anybody that follows the show know that this show is about mental health and community and culture, and you uh, have been in mental health for a long time. And I actually remember uh, my first opportunity at counseling uh, was through your training. You had a training here at the church, actually. Oh, uh, I think it was African American counseling. Oh. I took that course here. <laughs> That's right. I did. Oh, yeah. I have forgotten and, that. And so, <laughs> hey, again, you guys are sold into to to me uh, um, in that aspect. And so, pastor, like you said, forty two years you've been pastoring, yeah. and I remember that you had a, a, another church, and you guys built this beautiful place here, like. What does it take for uh, a man of, of God, especially, like yourself, to continue to fight this
1: fight? You, the, you have to be in the spirit. You have to let the sp- uh, It's got to be directed by God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people come into this thing thinking that it's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not easy. It's, yeah. it's, it's work. Yeah. You know, this is work. Pastoring yeah. is work. Uh, looking after the people of God is mm-hmm. work and and uh, you can't do it by yourself gotcha I prayed and I asked God if you want me to lead your people then you give me the wisdom yeah to lead these your people because I don't know how and I've made it these 42 years and done the things we've done because God has given me the leader the leadership that I needed you know because I, I leaned on him and yeah. the Holy Spirit yeah. and that's what I think and should sure I say that to a lot of young fellows Uh, don't go into this thing arrogant. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Be humble and and ask God to help you with it and God will help you to be successful. Success does not come from man. Mm -hmm. Success comes from on high. And so God elevates those he want to elevate and Mm -hmm. those that he want to obey, he's going to obey. So if you stay humble, he said that humility will lift you up. Yeah, but if you lift yourself up, then he gonna bring you down. So, <laughs> I've just that. tried to live by the spirit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, forty-two years is, is a long time to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. To to pastor a congregation of different personalities, yeah. to really be able to to uh, be able to do that. But how do you how do you have how do you pastor your wife? And and, and I'm gonna ask you that same thing. How do you <laughs> how do you be parishioner and wife?
1: well you know uh my wife i we got an early understanding in the beginning of my ministry that uh she would be a, a member mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna be the pastor here okay when we go home we we like she said we've been married uh, we're in our forty ninth year mm-hmm. and matter of fact, we've been together fifty uh going on fifty one years yeah later. so uh we we have a we try to keep the home and and uh church uh, separated and and here, I'm the boss. <laughs> I, when I go home, she the boss. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we all Reverend Jones and I always tease Reverend Jones. Says you always get the last word. <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> I know it's a you know it, it has been our our marriage has been like any marriage. You, know? mm-hmm. you have your ups, you have your downs, yeah. and uh to pastor your wife is, is, you know, it's not difficult if you have a wife that is willing to follow. Gotcha. That yeah. loves God yeah. and willing to follow God. It's yeah. not a difficult task. Wow. And if you treat her in the way that she should be treated, mm-hmm. then she'll follow you the way she should follow.
3: Gotcha.
1: And I think that's what uh, the key to it is. I've tried to be the type of husband that she could follow
3: mm-hmm.
1: as a as a pastor and as a husband at home. Gotcha. And so you have to you have to live that you know it's not something that we talk about. Yeah, it's something we live. Uh, if you if you talk to my I, when I was president of the convention, I let my wife introduce me the first two years. Okay. And uh, and the Lord told me to get our four kids to do the last four years. Mm. And I started with our oldest son, and then our next son, next son, then baby girl. And each one of them was able to say what they saw in their father. And none of them had anything different because the way I live at the church gotcha. is how I try to live at home. Gotcha. And, the, and that's why I had my wife and the kids to introduce me so people know uh, when you see me out, that's what's at home. Gotcha. I'm not a, a, a tyrant at home or something <laughs> <laughs> trying to you know uh, do something that I shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. To, with my family no I try to I try to be the same way at home as I am in the church that's good
0: that's good I know you wrote a book about your your experience huh I, I mean give us the title of your book and then tell us I mean because it's similar how you follow your pastor and then your husband as well
2: okay the title of my book um that God gave me was I can't see my way, mm. but God sees it all.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, that title, uh it's a lot in that, I know, right? <laughs> so yeah. how did that uh go to your fellowship as a parishioner and as a wife?
2: Um, well, um just kind of looking back. Um I I never really wanted to be a pastor's wife. <laughs>
0: Tell the people, <laughs> all right? Yeah, I never did.
2: <laughs> you know. Um, I saw it 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I just never wanted to do it and so um, when the Lord called him into the ministry, it was an adjustment. Mm-hmm. It was truly an adjustment for about a year or so and I and I share that in the book okay and and I just share how the Lord led me mm. <laughs> to the point that I could accept it, <laughs> receive it. <laughs>
0: So you couldn't, you didn't do it all in yourself. Oh, you need no. somebody to lead you, the
2: right? Lord, like the Lord. The Lord helped me. <laughs> the interesting thing about it though, is um, I wasn't saved. <laughs> okay. I wasn't, I wasn't saved. So when he called him into the ministry, um, I really didn't understand what salvation meant mm-hmm. until he started pastoring. And so I think that that was the challenge yeah. And once I learned that I wasn't saved and mm-hmm. and um I accepted Jesus as my personal savior, um, it was I was able to adjust. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And even as a little girl, I love God. Yeah. I was a little girl and yeah. the pastor if he said, Don't talk about people, I'd do everything I could not to yeah. talk about people. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know that you needed the Holy Spirit. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: that's funny
1: because now I don't want people to think that she was not in church she okay. was in church no, yeah was she was well in church but and that's what that's what the uh, the key is to a lot of folks in church today uh-huh they are in the church they've gotten in the church but they have not really been converted Gotcha. Converted. or allowed the Holy Spirit to take control of their
0: lives okay
1: now it, it, people may think it's strange when jesus said to peter after thou art converted he mm-hmm. said then strengthen your brothers.'" okay now peter had been with <laughs> jesus three years and <laughs> jesus tells him still tells him now when you get converted uh-huh. then i want you to strengthen your brothers you know right. people see people in the church but they don't realize that they're not really saved gotcha they're they are they're there they they come into the church or even if they're saved they are what they call carnal christians mm. They are not allowed the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to take control. See, Paul that's talks right. about that in First Corinthians, mm-hmm. the latter part of chapter two and going into chapter three. He talks about that that three kind of uh, men in the church. You got mm-hmm. that natural man, you got the carnal man, and you got a spiritual man. Okay. And the natural man and the carnal man look and act about the same. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But the one that's allowed the Spirit to take control is a different man. Mm-hmm. And so. The colonel that you got a lot of people in the church, but they carnal. Mm-hmm. They have not allowed the Holy Spirit to take control over their lives. Gotcha. And therefore they they don't know how to act in the church. So <clears throat> excuse me, my wife was saying she that when she really got converted. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean really got converted, that's what makes the difference. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha.
2: And, and I think about um the process <laughs> from the very beginning mm-hmm. to where I am now, 42 years <laughs> later. <laughs> and when I think about it, and that's what's in the book. So it's okay. the, um, how God evolves and, yeah, and yeah. within us and the process <laughs> and, um, and the the acceptance and the growth. And so um, now I understand mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. calling. Gotcha, gotcha. I understand. I didn't understand it 42 years yeah. ago.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, but yeah. I understand it now. Gotcha. I understand that this is uh, where God wants me in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. He wants me to serve. Yeah. And so um, that's, um, and I've gradually learned that over time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so <laughs> learning it over time, um, it, it has been um, a wonderful journey. Mm-hmm. and. Um, and so I look forward to doing whatever else God yeah. has for yeah. me to do. It's,
0: it's, it's, it's exciting to hear that you guys talk about God and Christianity and salvation. But a lot of people don't understand that you guys were human before you were a Christian, <laughs> and, and 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 I bring that up because about because about pastor always it. yeah, and that's exactly where I'm going. Because pastor always talks about you know how he was before he even uh, even thought about you know uh, God and pastoring and 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 preaching other people. So I'm gonna ask you to tell that story now. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I would not let you go on that one. So tell the people how and what happened during your transition between uh, being uh, out there in the world, we would say, and then now uh, uh, preaching, pastoring uh, individuals. Yeah,
1: thank you. That's a good, because, you know, I think yeah. people forget yeah. the fact that uh, we were humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I was born in Alabama and I come up in the church after I got, well, I got, as a teenager, I joined the church, but I didn't learn anything <laughs> about church. Gotcha. So when I came north and, and uh, got wild, I was in the streets, I was smoking pot, drinking liquor, gambling, <laughs> and just, I say this before I married, met my wife, I was chasing women. I, uh-huh, was, doing, uh-huh. I was doing everything anybody else did. And we pretty good at what I thought. I thought I was pretty good at what I was. I was, I was a pretty good sinner. I told him I had rank as a sinner. You <laughs> you know, had I, a rank. I wasn't no, I wasn't no just no you little were, sinner. I was a rank general, sinner. You're I was no general. I, 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 generals. <laughs> I, I had people following me and I, I, I didn't you. see it. Yeah. But you know, I tell people, I said, uh everybody is human. Yes. And God already know mm-hmm. what I was gonna do. Gotcha. Okay. And when God got uh he never let me go so far yeah. that I was crazy. I mean, I did some things, but uh, when God got ready to, to to call me into ministry, I really was in service. Mm. I was I was driving between uh, Nashville and I was headed to I was in Nashville headed to from Fort Knox, Kentucky, down to Alabama to home. And it was, uh, at that time, they hadn't completed I-65, so it was a mm-hmm. two-lane, 20 miles of two-lane you had to get on. And it was always backed up. It would take you two hours just about to get on that two-lane highway. And I was riding down, and I, my cousin had put me a, a eight-track so I could mm-hmm. you know, p- play my little eight-tracks. And I was playing my eight-tracks, and the spirit said, turn it off. Mm. And I reached down in the old devil said, no, leave it on. <laughs> I, I left it there and said, turn it off. I said, leave it on. I said, and, and it's like the spirit got louder. Turn it off. And I snatched that thing <laughs> up out of the box. And it just like a spirit came, the spirit came into that car. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sitting here in traffic riding along. And my mama said I cried alligator tears. That's mm-hmm. what she always said. Mm-hmm. And these alligator tears is coming down my face. Wow. And just, just a spirit came over me in that car that day. And I'm looking at people, and they looking over at me because we on a two lane highway up mm-hmm. Everybody and I'm, folks, oh, that can see these big tears that I'm <laughs> meeting because we're just creeping along. Yeah, and uh, and it just when he left, mm-hmm. he left. That was the first time uh, that I had that encounter with God, mm-hmm. and I was still in service at that time. So and when was I a, was in the army, I was in the army, okay, and when I got out. I was sitting in Greater New Hope one Sunday morning. I started going to Greater New Hope, and I was sitting there, and Pastor White was up preaching. Mm -hmm. And uh, the spirit said, how would you like to be up there preaching? I said, oh, no, not me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do that. (laughs) And that was about 72. Okay. And he didn't bother me again until 77. So you're telling me, so what happened between 72 and 77? <laughs> I, I did everything I could to get away from church and preaching. I'd stay home. I keep my wife and the kids go to church. She's, you going this morning? No, I'm not going <laughs> And And I, I sat around. I said, stay home. Yeah. And, and I did that for, I forgot how many weeks, just before 1977. That was uh, in, in June of 1977 from about April. To June I wouldn't even go to church. Wow. Cause every time I went in there I felt the uh-huh. spirit. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want I, I didn't want to do that. You know, I was still had my pot. I had me a, <laughs> matter of fact on the June twelfth, nineteen seventy seven, when the Lord anointed me to preach, uh-huh. I had a, a, a ounce, I had bought me an ounce of Colombian gold and <laughs> I still had half of that left. And and so I was I was working on that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and matter of fact, I had two. I, got me, me, I always rolled me two to go to, go to work with, uh-huh, and I uh-huh. had me two at work. Okay. And I went to work that day, that, that 12th of June. I went there that day, and I'm, I got up. I went on my rounds. I was doing security work. I went on my rounds, smoked me a joint, got up and got to moving, and I heard a voice like it come out of the sky. I <laughs> said, will I have to stricken you before you do my will? Uh-huh. And I looked. For that voice, Mm -hmm. I looked up like that, and I said, "Lord, I don't want to be stricken." Mm -hmm. I said, "But I don't know what you want me to do. But if you want me to preach, help my wife accept it, because I knew she didn't want to be married to no Mm preacher, and I didn't want to lose her." Yeah. And I said, "You help my wife accept it. Help me get Satan behind me. I'll go." Mm -hmm. And it's just like he poured a hot pot of liquid fire Mm. on the top of my head that just started draining down through my body. I was looking at my hands because they seemed like they was on fire and uh, got down to my feet, I'd been, my wife told me, she said, you look burdened, what's wrong with you? I'd been that way for about two or three weeks, Wow. fighting, fighting against God, fighting against God. And when the spirit got to the sole of my feet, I felt like I could fly. That's how light I got. And I said, Lord, you teach me, I'll go. And he said, I'll teach you. Wow. And that was the 12th of June, 1977.
0: You don't hear those stories every day, you know, we we keep our stories to ourselves. And this is one of the reasons why we do the podcast is because we won't hear real authentic stories. Mm-hmm. And people are afraid of telling their stories, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, becoming a Christian or just being out in the world or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that helps someone. Every time I hear it, it's <laughs> just, man, <laughs> I, I love hearing the story because transition is, is hard for most people. Yeah. And I know you've been working in, in, in uh, mental health for so long mm-hmm. and to see people struggle, to see people go through so much, and then you still being a Christian trying to figure out how to help them, and that's something that I, I battle with today. Is that is that we try to help people, and I tell people this, and and I'm unapologetically unapologetic, Christian, mm-hmm. yes. so I, I I look to help people so they can find God, yes, uh, because I understand that the mind is is so complex that people sometimes can't put two and two together. And so if I can get them to a baseline, uh, maybe they can find God in that. So, can I say something and then uh,
1: she's she's the mental health specialist. Yes. But (laughs) we found out uh, that the biggest problem that most of them have Mm
3: -hmm.
1: is that they don't have no Christ. Mm -hmm. Christ, if you look in the Bible, he regulated minds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This one man that was so bad that yes. nobody wanted to be bothered with mm-hmm. him. He's in the cemetery cutting himself, yeah. running up and down. And, yep. and when he encountered Christ and mm-hmm. Christ called them demons out. Now, people might not believe that demons possess people, but they do.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I've, I've had an encounter in the little church. I, had an, I was bapt, getting ready to baptize a young mm-hmm. lady. She started screaming and hollering and ran, and, yes. and they had to take her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. They took her to the hospital, and when I finished the service, I went out to the hospital, and I was sitting in the waiting room. And her mother came out and said she wants to see you, Reb. I went back there, and she started screaming. Now, people, I'm, I'm telling people, don't realize demons are real. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She started screaming and jumping and bouncing on the on the on the bed like the in the emergency room like that. And the nurse put me out. Mm. She said, "You upsetting her. Get out. Get out. Get out." And so I left. And I went out, I was sitting outside. Mm-hmm. And they, they called me again and said, she, she's come down, she want to see you. So I went back in there and the Lord, while I was sitting there, was talking to me and said, that's Satan. Mm-hmm. And if he do it again, mm-hmm. pray for her. Mm-hmm. Lay your hand, pray for her. And I did, went back in there and she started all over again. And I laid my hand on, I said, you come out of her.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Come out of her. And I, I prayed there and called him and, and, and she said, hmm just like that. And it was over. Wow. Then, and uh, I left, and, and when I got, when I when the, her mother came, her mother said the nurse wrote on the paper what was wrong with her was, said she had a religious experience. That's, really? what, the, that's what the nurse, yeah. she said, the nurse wrote wow. a religious experience. And see, all I did was mm. call that demon out. Mm. And that young lady moved away from here, Married, got a family, and doing fine. But people don't believe that demonic spirits. I had one other member. I told her, I said, you got an evil spirit and you. You got to get out of you. Mm-hmm. She got angry. Mm. And she told me, she said, three mm. years later now, it was mm. three years later, she came to me and she said, I got mad at you when you told me I had a demon. Mm. And she said, but you were right. Wow. I had to get that out of me. I was sitting here one Sunday preaching. I was standing here <coughs> preaching. And there was a person sitting on the back row. And every time I started preaching, start started screaming, hollering out stuff. Mm-hmm. And the deacons were getting ready to go put her out. I said, no, she don't need to be put out. She needs to be delivered. Mm. And I I I prayed right then, call that demon out. Praise God. She sat there and she never said another word. Praise God. When the service was over, she came down and gave her life to Christ. Wow! See, people don't realize these demons are real. Mm-hmm. And that's what's causing people to, what was, why, that man, why was that man in the cemetery crazy? Mm.
0: I tell people all the time <laughs> that mental health is all through the Bible. Yeah, it
1: is. It, it's all through the Bible. Oh, okay. And so there are
0: there definitely experiences uh, in the Bible. Um, but, yeah, how, how, how does that work? Because your mental health and I and I know my wife, she tells people all the time is he's been in mental health all I know you know a long time, <laughs> but right. I just started to realize it because I had went through some stuff myself. But like, how does that work with you being a mental health provider and he's a pastor? How does that work?
2: Hmm. Do you know I um we we actually it makes the whole gotcha mm-hmm. yeah yeah um because this is my area so Mm -hmm. this is the area that God allows me to um, serve here in the church Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, when he's not able um, initially to work with someone then he'll refer them to me and I can at that point just kind of assess and we'll look at backgrounds Mm -hmm. and just um, what led them to that point. Yeah. And uh, we can look at how we need to serve them. So I think it's it, it's it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, mm-hmm. uh-huh. it's <laughs> a wonderful thing. <laughs> I like that. Because often times, um, you know, I have to say that, that it's a spiritual gift for me.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, being that it's a spiritual gift, when I look at an individual, God is speaking to me, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he's directing me. Mm-hmm. So um, that takes a lot of pressure off the pastor.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: And um, and I really work to try to um, help families. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you want to improve the lives of people. Absolutely. As we lead them to the source. Yeah, yeah, to, absolutely. To the true power. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha.
0: I think that, you know, uh, people have to have hope. And, and if they don't have any hope, they just give up. And, yeah, and, yes. and I think that's our jobs and duty and calling is yes. to help other people, not let them suffer. And so yeah. I like the fact that you marry your mental health with with the Christianity piece, because quite frankly, I'm in there. So I feel biased a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really want to have this conversation about um, the, the church, the community and mental health, like how do, in you guys' opinion, how do we bring all that together so we can be a better people and a healthier people? I like to tell people uh, we don't strive to be perfect, but we strive to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's defined in in life and, and uh, physical being, uh, mental capacity, all of those things. How do we bridge those three to um, to have to help people be healthy?
1: Can I say, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you? I think one of the biggest problems we face is uh, we don't, as churches, grasp our ministry that God gives each one of us.
3: Mm.
1: Every church has a different ministry, a different That's way true. to go, a different that can help the other part of the body. Okay. Now, everybody's not, everybody, like you said, maybe some churches do not have. Uh, mental health specialists. Yeah. Uh, but St. Luke has a mental health specialist, mm-hmm. and where you are, you all mm-hmm. have a mental health specialist. Right. And so, if you, if you, if the other churches say, "I, I need that mental health specialist," mm-hmm. uh, can you all help us? Yeah. Uh, then we can we could use the gifts that God has given us. Yes. To help the kingdom yes. and that help bridges the gap between churches because it's God didn't give no church everything
0: right mm-hmm. I believe that. we need each other I believe that that it's
1: just like each member in the body is a member of each other yeah mm-hmm. yeah and we when we do what we are called to do in the body mm-hmm. then we help the rest of the body yeah and that's what make the body healthy yeah the body becomes strong yeah. because every member is functioning in his proper way.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Now, if the church community could see that. Yeah. And where this church has, you know, I was, my wife and I was sitting there watching the news during the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, certain churches were feeding people. Yeah. They, they had the, the people driving by, picking up. God. I told my wife, I said, uh if every one of us was trying to do that,
3: mm-hmm.
1: there's some other things that go lacking. Yep. I said, but because God has called each one of us to do different ministries, I said that's not the ministry He didn't told me. Yeah. He didn't tell me we take care of our. Of course, we have people in our church who need some food or something like that, or somebody call. We'll do that. But a setup that like those churches was doing that was the ministry that God had given them for that, for especially during that, that during time. this pandemic. Yeah. What I was doing, I'm on, I'm on Facebook, mm-hmm. constantly teaching. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had, I, had uh, I think, 17 or 18 different uh, cities and uh, states and countries
3: mm-hmm.
1: that was actually on that, on that Facebook mm-hmm. listening to the teaching. I went all the way through the book of Revelation, mm-hmm. opened it up for them. I had people from everywhere mm-hmm. listening to that to that, that ministry. So I'm I'm dealing with over a thousand. Yeah. Uh, one time, so, uh, when we first opened up, I had as many as forty-six hundred people mm-hmm. listening to. So I've told my wife, I said, "They are feeding them physically.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm feeding them spiritually. Yeah. Right. And we w- needed it through that yes. pandemic. And when yes. we, when we when we learn that. So we don't duplicate ministry Mm -hmm. and help others, you know, and our church has helped uh, several churches with this ministry. Uh She's trained, I don't know how many people uh, from other churches, too, in this ministry. Wow. And that's, God gave us, gave it to us. We've we've been doing it for over 10 years.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: We have a drug ministry that's been going over probably 10, 12 years. Mm -hmm. And, and we don't ask for no money from no uh, agencies, or anything. Yeah. All that we do, we do it through the church. Yeah.
3: God blesses us,
1: he gave us the ministry. We, and there were several people that got delivered through that ministry mm-hmm. from drugs and alcohol and all of that. So if each one of us, to bridge the gap, I got to understand what my ministry is mm-hmm. in my church, what God has called me to do. Mm-hmm. I don't need to try to duplicate somebody else's because yeah. that's what God has given them to do. Yeah. And if we could do that, that's how you bridge the gap. Gotcha. Do you yeah.
0: are, are you training people in the church to to do your, your position, or are you are you just are you just giving them the material and the the know how? What are you doing with that with that particular mm-hmm. ministry?
2: With the ministry itself. At this time, God has directed me to train Mm -hmm. and and so uh, what um, we spend a lot of time in training Mm -hmm. and then um, as they train, then they're able to work with um, those within the congregation. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, along with that, um, um, we are reaching out to those in, in our community, too that Mm. also want to to grow. So right now, I'm not trying training anyone specifically Mm -hmm. um, to work alongside of me. I'm just kind of waiting on God and getting directions. As as you were saying, and I thought about it as pastor was speaking and you were speaking and bridging um, the communities together. Mm -hmm. um, I just have a thought on that, that um, as he was saying, each church Mm -hmm. too, And, um, but I thought about within the congregation. I know um, I was d- doing some reading mm-hmm. and lay counselors, um, the entire one church, uh, as big as that church was, all of them were trained in that area. So that I, was, I think bridging the gap is making sure that we can get as many people within our churches yes. trained. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they can um, also minister within the congregation, mm-hmm. knowing how to make those proper referrals, yeah. knowing how to, um, um, to help um, and talk about medications, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, get them linked to, to the doctors. Yeah. The other thing is actually what you're doing, mm. education. Yes, yes. We mm. have, just like we stress <laughs> Christian education, we've got to start stressing mental health education yes and we've got to set up platforms for our churches to come in and learn maybe this church isn't equipped in that area yeah. but hopefully we can start opening the doors where churches can come in mm-hmm. and gain that information yeah. and take it back to their churches
0: one of the things that yeah. i don't i don't know um, everybody's not biblically versed and not astute in, in Christianity as, a, as pastor is. But I, I, one of the things that I, I push with people, especially people of, um, of the church, is that yes. the church is the people and by the church being the people we have Mm -hmm. to care for the people which we're still caring for the church yes the church house which is the building you know we all come and so and i've heard this several times and i probably said it a few times myself is the church is like the hospital Mm -hmm. oh you know we're all coming in here and we got problems we got issues life has took us in whatever direction and so we come here for hope Yes. and 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 if we're not careful the people that we're engaging, um, they don't—they miss that. They under, they don't understand that. So we're missing them coming into the actual church building.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And so I say that to say because it sounds like what you guys are saying to me. If everybody and their particular churches can do a certain thing, we can all come together with that instead of everybody trying to duplicate, as pastors say, do the yeah. same thing. Right. Why would you do that? Right. You know, I did a uh, um, seminar last year. And um, Mental Health Month last year in May. It was called Bridging the Gap. Okay. And we brought individuals together to talk about the effect that mental health is having on the people. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reverend Copeland talked more about the spiritual piece of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not sure how many people are correlating that between the world and church, how we, how all that kind of comes together. And I'm hoping. Okay. And I'm praying that we can do more of that in the churches, is that we can marry that to where everybody's thinking like, okay, church, the world, mental health, community, how do we bring it all together? Because all is in us as the individual, as people. Mm-hmm. And that's who uh, who is really primarily affected by that, is the people. Mm-hmm. And so I love that what you said, Pastor, because yeah. I have a vision that, uh, you know, we got churches that has a pantry, churches that do give clothes away, mm-hmm. churches that have a, be a resource center, all of that. The problem is the people. Yeah. How do we come together? Like who who who's gonna bring them together? <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. <laughs> but that, that, and I think they
2: are coming together because yeah. the work that you're doing, That's I good. can see this connecting the communities together. Yeah. 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 It's and nothing starts large yeah everything starts small yeah i think it's but the, it grows. i think
0: it's the thing of opening it up i do know yes. and i've known you guys for quite a while is that when he says something yes. <laughs> it happens yes. and when he opens up it happens yes. and that was my hope i told my wife i was like i hope once we have this this discussion in this podcast that other ministers other pastors come on and talk about how we can all come together, how we can all kind of put our hands in and with different ideas. Cause no one has to be head or tail. I mean, just throw the ideas in the pot and let's do it. You Mm -hmm.
1: know, what you're saying there, if we understand that my ministry Mm -hmm. that God gives Mm -hmm. me Mm
3: -hmm.
1: is my ministry. And the ministry that he gives another pastor, Mm. that's his ministry. And he gonna meet a need in the community that I'm not meeting. Yeah. This is what right. I was telling my wife. I said these yes. people, these people need these groceries. Yeah. And I said, and and yes. I, I thank God for these churches mm-hmm. that are passing out these groceries to these people. Yeah. And I said, but that's not what he told me to do. I said I'm listening plainly to him. He didn't tell me to do it. Right. He told me to keep teaching. Okay. Yes. And and that's and so I said. That's why I'm on laboring. <laughs> say, I'm laboring on Facebook, literally, laboring. <laughs> Pastor Hightower and I was talking about it and neither one of us took a break mm-hmm. during the pandemic. We from the first Sunday we was out of our church, mm-hmm. we were on Facebook live. Yeah. And from and hadn't not missed a Sunday and and Wednesday night. Bible study every Wednesday night, did not miss teaching. And and so I said our job we got to, if each one of us fulfill the yes. area where God gives us, yes. then the community yep. is not gonna have any any lacking. It. Yeah. Right. But it's gonna be lacking if if I'm lacking in my in my job. Mm -hmm. Somebody over here lacking in their job, then the community is going to be hurt. So how do we bring this community together? Each one of the churches where God has placed us to do what God has placed us to do. Mm -hmm. If we do that ministry that God gives us, then we meet the needs. Every need that they have will be met because God doesn't leave anybody out or anything out. And every need would be met and the people could be whole again. Gotcha. But we got to come together to do that. Yeah,
0: I like that. I like <laughs> that. So now we're talking about coming together. Let's talk about these marriages. Let's talk about okay. relationships. Okay. Uh, I deal with a lot of, half my caseload is is married couples. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will be the first to say that um, we started out rocky because we mm-hmm. were young. We just yeah. were young. Pastor Salter asked us, "Why do we want to get married?" We both said we loved each other, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "So what? What does that mean? You know, you, you got insurance? You got life insurance? You got this? You got that?" When we were just so in love that that's all we wanted to to just to be together, mm-hmm. and so the married couple today, uh, it's it's different. But what do you guys see in the married couples, first of all, that come to your church and that you deal with uh, in your mm-hmm. in your spiritual counseling? I mean, how does how, how that look, what does that look like to you guys today?
2: Um, the, the, you know, um, right now I see trouble mm-hmm. in a lot of homes. Um, um, it's like everybody wants to be successful. Mm. What do you mean by that? That's good. Yeah, everybody wants, um, they want a title Wow. the wife, the, the mother, <laughs> the husband. And so then you see that home is being neglected. Wow. And, and, I, and we're, we're st- uh, just studying out of a book, um, Lies Women Believe, um, the Bait of Satan or dealing mm-hmm. with Satan. And um, one thing that the, the, the devil has um, brought to us as women, is that the home is not a sacred institution. It, mm-hmm. is, it was given by God. Wow. And we are to honor and protect and take care of those homes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we're stressing that enough. Wow. Yes, this, that's the first institution. Yeah. And, and we need to value that is women and so i see the homes in trouble mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i see that that's why we're having so many problems with children and we have um uh, marriages where each individual's doing whatever they want to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. god never designed it to be that way gotcha. he made us we are becoming to be one mm-hmm. we are to be one Wow.
1: and you know yes. th- that that's what happened to, this. that's what has happened to the institution. And a lot of people don't, we don't uh, uh, equate Satan tricks with what's going on around us today. Okay. When you leave the design, then it's chaos out there. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's what you're gonna have. You, if you leave the design that had been established by God, mm-hmm. if you wanna live a good, wholesome, Life, then you're gonna have to get in Christ and live according to what God has established. Otherwise, you just you doing your own thing. It's whatever you can come up with. Mm-hmm. And this is mm-hmm. what this is why we have the problem we're having. The home is like my wife says, not sacred anymore. The marriage is not sacred anymore. You got uh, husband and wife. Well, he do what he wanna do, and I do what I wanna do. That's not a marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you got to have that, that, that sanctity of the marriage situation. And so when we go away from the design, it's just like this church you're talking about. It's a beautiful building, but they stayed with the design. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They didn't go away from the design. If, if they had decided they wanted to do a little different here, something over here, I, I might have all kind of little crooked things in here. Mm-hmm. But because they stayed with the design, then it come out to be a beautiful building. Is it perfect? No, it's probably not perfect because it was made by man. Mm-hmm. But it's a beautiful place, mm-hmm. and because they stuck with the design. Okay.
2: Thanks God. Thanks God. Go ahead. You I, was, I was something? just going to say that's why it's so important for the church to offer education on christian marriages okay it is so important and it needs to be ongoing Mm -hmm. because marriages go through seasons
0: gotcha
2: and we we need to continue to educate okay and prepare our our uh, couples Mm -hmm. um, and even those who are married continue to prepare them gotcha
1: So
0: education is everything. I
1: believe that, I believe that wholeheartedly. And that's a new ministry that we will be starting uh, after a business meeting, we'll be introducing. And our business meeting uh, is a couples ministry. Mm -hmm. And we also go introduce a singles ministry. Mm -hmm. So we are trying to meet the needs of all of the congregation. Mm
3: -hmm. A lot of,
1: I I think a lot of the things that people, when people are dealing with mental things, it, it starts with some of the emotional stuff they're going through. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not a mental, I'll lay that to you all. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, with, with what I, 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 as a pastor watching, a lot of it has to do with That's the right. emotions that they've been dealing with. And, mm-hmm. and and if we can work on these emotions and get them, uh, I think that's what you, when you're mm-hmm. saying bridging the gap, we got to bring the emotions into play. Mm-hmm. We got to deal with those those areas of their lives. We got to deal with every area of their life and get them where they need to be so they can function. Every that's time that's I right. see something happening to somebody, mm-hmm. you know what I say? What? Lord, thank you for keeping me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I say that. I, I, I I'm I'm constantly saying yeah. that. Lord, thank you for not letting my not. That you see, people that you talk about bipolar. I said, Lord, thank you for to having keep, me, yeah. keeping me whole. Yeah. Lord, thank you. And the whole my wholeness came because I let Christ in.
3: Yeah.
1: Because I was a rascal before I let Christ come and take control, man. You 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 you
0: hit on something that is has become probably the centerpiece Mm -hmm. of my drive to Mm -hmm. educate people on mental health is my grandfather, uh, I was raised by my grandparents, my grandfather uh, could not read or write. And we would go to the corner store and he would would trade with the store clerk or he would say put it on my tab. Mm -hmm. And one day as a young person, he, uh, he said, put it on my tab, and the guy gave him a card, like an index card, mm-hmm. for him to sign it, and he puts an X on it. And I didn't understand what that meant. And the, guy, and the clerk told me, my grandfather didn't tell me, the mm-hmm. clerk told me that he couldn't read or write. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening at this guy tell me that my grandfather couldn't read or write. My grandfather didn't have, and what I like to tell people, the emotional capacity to connect with me because he would never hug me. He would never tell me he loved me. He would mm-hmm. never do things that you think a person would do, mm-hmm. especially with a young person. Yes. And so yes. I have this drive and compassion to help men okay. tap into that emotional piece, What you're talking about, uh, we're getting ready to have a all men's conference February mm-hmm. 11th mm-hmm. at the Norloff and it's called a safe place. Mm-hmm. Meaning that we need to be able to feel vulnerable with mm-hmm. other men instead mm-hmm. of trying to be macho. Mm-hmm. And, and that I see that carries along into the household as well, into mm-hmm. the marriages, things of that nature. What you were uh, alluding to is that how do we get our men to put the beast away and let the gentleman come forward.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Can I say, yes, that, sir, that yes. is, now yes. that is exactly what we be doing on our, with our men breakfast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have men t- to understand that you can be a man mm-hmm. uh, and still have a, uh, have a, a caring side yes. Yes. without mm-hmm. being hard and yeah. harsh. Yeah. Uh, you can be loving. Mm-hmm. I, my dad is 100. And when I was growing up, he never hugged me.
3: Yeah.
1: I never did that. Uh, we didn't have that in our household. You, you, your grandfather probably was a southern man. Oh, he was rough. And, and uh, they were <laughs> hard. Yeah. They figured you yeah, had to be hard. hard. And so they didn't show any emotion, they didn't mm-hmm. show any mm-hmm. care. That was one of the, I, I had to tell my wife, because she was brought up in a different household. I was brought up in that. I told her, I said, we didn't show emotion. Yeah, Brothers and sisters didn't hug. You didn't, 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 none of that. So I had to learn how to do those things and this is what we are teaching men in this church yeah uh, the same we're teaching them in the church yeah and we're teaching them in that men ministry that, mm-hmm. that breakfast every first Saturday mm-hmm. we are going through those things yeah we're using uh, dr. Tony Evans yeah and, King, yeah. and different things yeah. about kingdom men and all of how they how they operate and and now we're dealing with one to 21 uh, uh, irrefutable laws of leadership yeah, of them yeah. for a man you know 21 irrefutable laws of leadership yeah. we're teaching men how to be leaders in your home be leaders in the yeah. in the area where God places you. you you you're a leader and 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 you got to learn how to lead in that area so you're right about men they don't you don't show no emotion they I I I didn't, you know, I had to learn. I almost lost my marriage, pastor. <laughs> well, you ain't the only You're one cuz I had to learn.
0: You
3: ain't the only <laughs> one.
1: Now, I could tell you about <laughs> some time. I, I had to learn <laughs> yeah. how to show some learn. emotion. I had you to do. learn how to, you yes. know, say I love you, you know, yeah. but that was hard to say, you know. <laughs> if these things was rough, you know, yes. and, and so I had to learn how to I had to learn how to teach this to my kids. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh I I I I, I learned to Treat my kids the way I wanted to be treated. Yes, you know, and how I wanted this. The, I followed my dad around. I went, you know, where he went. I went, I learned how to do things because mm-hmm. I, was, I was following him all the time doing. Yeah. And so, but that emotional part was not there in the in the older men, the strong. Yes. They call themselves strong men. They didn't show any of that. So as younger men, we got to learn this thing, and we have to get around, like you said, with other men. Yes, and and. And let other men say, hey, it's okay. You know, gotta, we, <laughs> got be, you go. uh, we, we got to be, we got to get, get that okay from other men. That it's okay, <laughs> it's okay to say I love you. Yeah. It's, it's okay to show affection, you know. Th- that, we have to get that from other men. Because most of them are like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I've had them in these breakfasts, when we're in these breakfasts, they are, they are ask me questions like that. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. kind of questions come up. Yeah. We don't just stick with no verse by verse stuff, mm-hmm. we talk about things that men need to hear. Yeah. And they want to hear, they want answers to. And we deal with those things right there in, in the public with them. And you know what? It, it's, it has made a difference with these men. Good. That's
2: Praise awesome. God. That's awesome. You got. You know, I, w- I was just going to say I'm, I'm finding, and it's ironic that you say that, because I'm having younger ladies come forward mm-hmm. and, and the problems they're having with their mothers. And I see in our, in the African community Mm -hmm. that we tend to um, not express ourselves in love. We tend to put up barriers. And so I see that that is an area where we're gonna have to really strive to help break down some of these walls.
0: Yeah, I, I, I noticed too, and to what you both are saying and what we're talking about is uh, one thing that I've been teaching on for the last six months is probably, is uh, about generational trauma, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because those things are being passed down. And then to some degree, we, as it's being passed down, we think it's right. Right. You know, that's the way you're supposed to do it. That's the way you're supposed to handle it. You know, uh, and so it's hard for us to be able to to learn something new because mama yes. and grandmama always handle it this way. Granddad didn't show, so we show, we don't show. Right. And it's starting to affect how we interact with, with people. Yes. And so it, it's just a cycle and we got to break those cycles. Man, you're right. That's exactly what,
1: that's what has happened. It's, it's been, yes. it's the thing that's been passed down mm-hmm. yes. by men. You don't cry. Yeah. You're yeah. a man. You wipe them tears from yeah. your eyes. Yeah. You know stuff like that that, that. that so that a man can't be a man. Right. You know. And I I, was, I remember when I first went to Greater New Hope. I was 22 years old. I just got out of out of the army and 22 years old. And man, Greater New Hope was full of young ladies, man. <laughs> a bunch of young, pretty young ladies uh-huh. in that church. And I'm sitting there, and the Holy Spirit came. Uh-huh. And, man, I closed my eyes and squeezed as tight as I could. I couldn't let no tears fall. I'm I'm fresh out of Vietnam, too. I'm going to let some tears come down. No, I'm a man. I ain't going to cry, you know. And and that's, that's the way we've been. Yeah. We didn't realize, but and the Holy Spirit left me, and didn't show back up until I begged him to come back, and, mm. and, and I said, "If you ever come again, I'll never quench you." <laughs> they called me the cry, call me a crybaby now, but I said because I promised God yeah. I would never quench yeah. that spirit. And again. And you don't
0: never feel less than a man. Don't no feel less than no man.
1: I tell people I'm, a, I'm a, i I, I can tell them this: I love you as much as you can
2: love, <laughs> love a, man a man and, and, and still, still be a man. A man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, do I just, say that. I just want to inject, <laughs> uh-huh. we have some tough moms too. Oh. <laughs> some tough women Whew. that have, like you said, they've, they've also come up under that yeah. generation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's another issue too <sighs> yeah. that we're facing today.
0: No, I wanted to talk to you about the women. Yes. Because they they do, uh, I was asked by one of my clients uh, a couple couple days ago, is um, she felt like he didn't care or he didn't love her. Mm -hmm. And she never asked him or they never talked about their childhood or how they grew up. And so they were carrying on for for 10, 15 years in the way that they were both being raised. Mm. And neither one of them had the capacity or the thought to say, let's have a conversation. How was you raised how were you raised what did you go through what did you go through that's mm-hmm. right. and i i see that a lot is that we get into marriages mm-hmm. and we marry people based because we like them they uh, we infatuated with them but that's we don't know right. the background that's
3: right that's it
0: and, and so about us not knowing the background we find ourselves in a marriage and then we want a divorce mm-hmm. Cause you know what you just said
1: my <laughs> wife and I it, it was a years after yeah mm-hmm. but we we talked about that we did mm-hmm. we went uh, about how we were raised yeah uh, I, I told her I was raised uh, not showing affection in the mm-hmm. house I said I've never seen my mother and my father hug or kiss yeah I never saw that so uh, we were talking about those things mm-hmm. and I told her I'm I'm learning mm-hmm. how to Show to different, be different because of, but it's my upbringing that. How I, that did you learned.
0: How did you come to the point where you can say mm-hmm. I'm learning? Because mm-hmm. most of
1: us men, we don't want to say because we don't want <laughs> we shame or we don't want to look <laughs> like something. Like you know, I, that that was it was hard. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. And I had to I had to tell her. I just we were talking and we talked and I said, listen, I'm learning from you how to how to do this and how to do that. I yeah. said you I wasn't brought up like that but I'm trying to change my ways. And that's how I, I, and I really meant that. And I started trying to do things different and change things and do things so that I I could please, because I wanted to please my wife. Mm -hmm. And if you want to please somebody, then you're going to learn about them, what they like and what they don't like, and try to do those things that they like and and try not to do things that they don't like. So that's what I, that's what I, focus in my life on doing mm-hmm. and uh to try to please her and i always say this when a young couples, when what i'm talking to them, i said she's constantly trying to please me and satisfy me i'm tra- constantly trying to please her and satisfy her so therefore we don't have no big gap yeah but we always gonna meet up somewhere in the middle yeah and i tell a young man i said now you're not gonna get 50 percent Mm-hmm. So sell for 45 or 55. <laughs> uh, 45, 55 is good. good goal. You ain't, ain't going to get 50%. Yeah, right? So, but but you'll get, you get close. <laughs> and I said, we can live with the difference.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. That is awesome. So we're going to get ready to get out of here, but uh, I always at the end like to allow time for my guests to just to speak freely, uh, just give advice or have something to say to the people. Uh, to the listeners and so uh, before we do that I'm gonna gonna give you guys that floor but I want you to tell people about your book Mm -hmm. and uh, where they can find it and then also want you to tell them about the men's breakfast and before you give your advice so yeah give uh, what you got to say to the
2: people (laughs) um build your relationship with God Mm -hmm. um um whatever you do Um, make sure that you're saved Mm -hmm. uh, attend church and study the word of God Mm -hmm. and get very close to God especially in marriage Mm. and I say that in marriage because marriage is not easy Mm. marriage takes work you. Gotcha. And um, but with God, everything is possible. Mm-hmm. And so um, get to know him and you can have a, a beautiful marriage, a marriage that that God so designed it to be.
3: Okay.
2: But we've got to make sure he's first. And when things get difficult, instead of walk out of the home, mm-hmm. Go to the Lord. Mm. Wow. Go to him. Talk to God about that. Mm -hmm. Not only, you only get to know him when you purposely, Mm because if you draw nigh to him, Mm -hmm. he'll draw nigh to you. Wow. And he will help you. Awesome. And he will bless your marriage. He'll bless you and whatever you do Mm -hmm. in his kingdom that he has for you to do.
0: Awesome. One more thing. What would you leave for the women? What would you tell the women?
2: Um, Love their husbands, love their families, Mm -hmm. um, and serve well wherever God has you serving. Mm -hmm. And share with other young women and older women Mm -hmm. all that you have learned. Thank you. Where can we find your book? Right now, my book is not in a store. It Mm -hmm. is with me, but um, please take my number. It is 815-978-4503. And I will make sure it's mailed out to you. Um, The cost of the book is $15. Mm -hmm. Um, If I mail the book, it is 20.
0: Gotcha, and the title of it again?
2: Um, I can't see my way, but God sees it all.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. After you, sir. All right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: we, I, as one of the ministries that God has given me in, in ministry is ministering to men. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a large group of men in our church, and that's because I, I purposely minister to men. You okay. know, I, and, and somebody asked me once, how do you get all these men in the church? Mm-hmm. So first of all, I treat them like men. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I want to minister to them. That's why we have our uh, men breakfast. Mm-hmm. That men breakfast is to help men to get to know God in a, in a more personal way, get to understand how you are to operate in the kingdom of God. So yeah. that is what we set that up for. And I say to men, there's nothing wrong with becoming a Christian, a, a Christian man.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, become a, you know, once you do that, as I was, I, I was saying, uh, you don't you don't lose anything mm-hmm. <laughs> when you become a, become a, a man of God, gotcha. and that's what one of the things that Tony Evans was talking about in the book Kingdom Men, becoming Kingdom Men. You don't lose anything when you become a man of God. Mm-hmm. You you gain, and mm-hmm. so this is what we we've been trying to promote. That's what I say to men: get to, try God. Right. If out of all other stuff you try, try God, and see how God will work in your life and he will help you to become the man that you should become in your household okay because i wouldn't be the man that i am in my household with my way uh, and and my children mm-hmm. uh, i thank god that i don't have any children that don't love love me and don't i know they love their mother but that as a father that don't love me you know i know men uh, that had that problem mm-hmm. where the children don't respect or love their father I thank God I don't have a child that does not love or respect me as their father. Wow. And that's because I've tried to do things the way God wanted it done. Be awesome. the father that he wanted me to be, as well as that husband that he wanted me to be.
0: That's awesome. So if you're in the Rockford area, uh, tell them
1: about the breakfast. The breakfast would be at the Mount Zion Baptist Church, 404 North Avon uh, at, 8 o'clock on Saturday morning, the first Saturday of every month. We meet the first Saturday of every month. We have breakfast, fellowship, and learning. Awesome, awesome.
0: Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us for another episode of Mentality Unchained. Uh, I would like to say, as we always say before we leave, everyone has the ability to change their circumstances only if they focus on their own circumstances. So I ask that you get into uh, a local church. I ask that you would look for someone to lead you and guide you uh, to ministry and into God, and ask you uh, also to keep God first and make sure that you are praying for someone else. Thank you.